This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Hour. Straight, Straight from, from the, the street, street end. Aldi Blues, welcome to another edition of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr. Johnny Seven here as always. And as you might have heard last week, Mark Max on his holidays this week. We're going to try and catch him and do some kind of Skype call. We still could if we manage to get connected, but I'm going to go on with the show without him for now and hope that he can get in touch later on so he has his in- input on all the news of the week. Um, so I'm just going to start off with the Everton news of the week, or as the World Cup's still going on, it's a, again a bit of international roundup with an Everton spin on it. A little bit of a talk about the disappointment of England and, of course, uh, the big news of the week, uh, which is Everton's kit launch and a certain uh, Mr Suarez uh, decided he fancied a bit of an Italian. I'm going to start off with the most recent first and as Mark was away, we were going to record this on Thursday evening together, as I said, with him doing a, like a Skype connection or FaceTime, but I haven't managed to get in touch with him, so... We are recording this Thursday evening and I have just watched the USA go down 1-0 in defeat to Germany but still qualify in second place on better goal difference uh, above Portugal. So that's great for Tim going through to knockout stages uh, and a funny little situation that because obviously Jürgen Klinsmann, USA coach, former German coach, German legend, um, having to manage against his former side, um, but apparently, what, what, what they were saying in commentary, uh, he, he's lived there since 1998, so he's very much an adopted American himself, and he's revolutionising the game over there as well, so must have been mixed feelings for him there, So, but both teams went through anyway, uh, so good for Tim, USA, USA. Uh, Rumours coming out of Everton today, away from the World Cup for a second, uh, is that Seamus Coleman has signed a new deal. This has not been confirmed by the club yet, but we need to do it as soon as possible. Apparently Arsenal are sniffing around amongst other teams, you know, the best right-back in the country, through Europe, through world, um, and we need to get him signed up on a good long-term contract. The other rumour is that if he has signed, James McCarthy is to follow suit in the next, in the coming weeks. So again, good news. Get him signed up for you know many years to come. As I mentioned at the start, the big news of the week for Everton has been this kit launch. Um, so it was kind of thrown upon us a little bit. I think it was announced at the weekend that the kit launch would be today's date. And you know when you when you're kind of in the middle of January, uh, sorry June, um, and somebody says the 25th of June. And you think, oh, that's ages away. And then it kind of hits you up. Well, that's only a few days away. So it kind of cre- it crept up a little bit. But um, there was an announcement on Tuesday night that the kit would be announced Wednesday evening. Uh, so every, all Blues wait up with bated breath uh, and constantly refreshing the Everton page throughout the day to wait for an actual announcement. And it eventually came through the form of a video, which was very well done. Uh, EFC fabric, all relating about uh, you know it's in it's in the fabric. Uh, Duncan Fergus, for example, has uh, part been part of EFC fabric since 1994. Graham Sharp since 1980. Uh, they had Everton's oldest ex-player 
on there as well. So he's been in the fabric since 1947, I believe. They had Jim Martin, who's the kit man, who's been, I can't remember how long he's been with the club. Someone from Everton in the community, Roberto Martinez, who had, uh, you know, in the fabric since 24, uh, 2013. So really nice video put together. Ross Barkley, I think he was 2007, so he's been in the club a long time, even though he's only a youngster. Yeah, great put it really nicely put together and the kit looks fantastic. Just really sleek, really smart. A darker blue than the the, the 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 past few years. They've done away with the stripes that they've had the last few years as well, uh, with the Nike kits and Umbro. I think Umbro are no, owned by Nike as well, but the they, they've got much more of a traditional uh, British kind of vibe about them. Um, and it should be a good partnership again. This this blue kit, I think I'll, I'll go in our social media section in a, uh, a little bit later on and I put a poll out there and it seems to have gone down very well. Obviously, you've got a few people making a few complaints and the big issue seems to be about it being the darker blue and also about having black socks. So a lot of people want to go to you know traditional blue shirt, white shorts and white socks. I like it. It's, it's it's a little bit reminiscent of the 1995 kit, the Danker shirt, uh, and I love that kit. You know, I'd still wear that one now if I could find it. Um, but yeah, as I say, we, I can't wait now until the Oaky shirts come out because they've got me really excited, and I have my doubts over the the new the new crest. I was I was starting to think it looked a bit naff, but on the shirt it just looks fantastic. So great move by Everton and. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for all of the away kits to come, and I can't wait to get it. It was actually going on sale. It's on pre-sale now. Went on pre-sale last night at 10 p.m., but it's actually in stores when Everton One reopens. It's probably going to have all the rebranding, all the Umbro rebranding, all over it on 17th of June. So can't wait. Uh, in all that Everton news, uh, Alan Stubbs has left the club, and he has now taken over uh, as manager of Hibs. So he's followed in Alan Irvine's foot, uh, footsteps, got a big management job. Well, I'll say Hibs were relegated last season under uh, Terry Butcher's, um, under Terry Butcher. So he's got a big job on his hands, but it's a good opportunity for Stubbs here. Uh, we, I think, I think we, we were talking about the rumours of it last week, and it's finally being announced. And the worry was this week that he might take David Unsworth with him, um, but it's coming out now that he's more interested in taking Andy Holden. Uh, as as is uh, number two there. More news coming out over the last day or so is John Stone's disappointment uh, when he found out that he wasn't going to make the twenty three man squad, and I really think he could have made a little bit of a difference. Maybe not, maybe not a lot of a difference, but a little bit. Just having that little little bit of an extra option there as a right centre back, or maybe even a right back, and maybe pushing um, a few of the defenders into performing a little bit better. Maybe maybe not. We'll never know, but. You know, I put on our Facebook today, he's going to have many, many tournaments ahead of him and many years as, as an England player ahead of him, hopefully, if he carries on with the progress that he's made. Uh, the disappointment for England didn't end with John Stones. Uh, <laughs> where do we even start here? I'll have to go back a few days uh, to the England versus Uruguay game. and Everybody's probably seen this by now. Uh, England fall to a 2-1 defeat 
Luis Suarez miraculous reco- recovery from his knee surgery about a month ago. We know he can recover well after all the way he dives around, like he's been shot and, and he's up anyway. Um, but he managed to score twice, and England Rooney gets his first World Cup goal, but it wasn't enough. England fall two one, so their fate is in Italy's hands on Friday and. To be fair, I mean, I thought Italy had a good chance of beating Costa Rica, and I thought they would be favourites, but Costa Rica are just playing out of the skin. and uh, they, they managed to beat them 1-0, and that ended uh, England's hopes. So, this game, England were facing uh, Costa Rica on Tuesday, which is the day before yesterday, and it was a bit of a damp squib, really. Complete wholesale changes. Of course, Ross Barkley starts in a game that doesn't matter. The, a few more of the young lads, and it ended up being a, a being a draw. So England's not completely pointless, but pretty much an absolute disaster of a World Cup for the England squad. So the question is now: Will the likes of Frank Lampard, Lampard and our mates uh, slip EG uh, call call it a call it a day on the international stage? No decisions made as yet, but. I mean, we're going to be moving forward, or what? I haven't even touched on there the, the Slippy G's assist for Suarez. I don't want to go over the whole ground. Everyone's covered it. Everyone's got the take on it. All I want to say on it is some Evertonians and well, a lot of other a lot of other supporters around the country, but some Evertonians are blaming Phil Jagielka for that mistake, and I just can't get my head around that. They were meant to anticipate. Phil Jagielka was meant to anticipate that Steven Gerrard was going to go for a header somehow either either he intended to flick it on back to Joe Hart and he thought it would see it through or he was going to try to head it on or whatever but somehow Phil Jagielka was meant to anticipate that that was going to just slip off his head and put Luis Suarez through how you know okay Suarez was onto it he's, he's a, you know he's an opportunist but I can't. I don't. Just, I think that's just good, uh, just good vision by him. I don't think it's a mistake by Jagielka. In the first goal, Jagielka might have been, might have done a little bit better. But that ball that was put in by Cavani was just inch perfect. Suarez was in on the run. It was just dinked in over uh, Jagielka's head. I think you know Gerard bottled out of a tackle in the midfield, and then. Uh, Cavani had all the time in the world. Henderson could have put a tackle in. Johnson could have put a tackle in. I know I'm, yeah, I'm singling out Liverpool players here. I'm sure a few other England players could have put a tackle in as well. But you know it's easier to target them. And so Jags gets the uh, the blame for that one as well. So I don't know. These comment the commentators seem to don't seem to rate Everton players very highly. Uh, going back to Tim Howard, Brad Friedel just. I don't know whether it's a competitive thing, but he uh, he didn't half rip Tim Howard when it, it, when he was doing his punditry. The Tim Howard didn't didn't do uh, didn't couldn't do anything right in Brad Friedel's eyes. So uh, I think it's just a, just an Everton thing. I think they just don't like Everton players, and it's fashionable to you know not rate them. So there you go. A funny story as well. Someone else who joined England out of the World Cup. Um, Roberto Martinez has had his privileges and access to training camps revoked or taken off him uh, because he gave his pass, his access all areas pass 
to uh, to to somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, so they are not to be transferred to anybody, and he's been banned now from going to uh, the training sessions. So naughty Roberto. Um, Belgium. Kevin Morales is still in the World Cup. He made a brief appearance in the Belgium's one 0 victory over Russia the other night. Uh, Lukaku played around an hour and once again did his very best to get his price down. So hopefully pricing him around 15 million at the moment, so that might be within our reach. Uh, his replacement, we talked about last week, Origi, uh, young lad, I think he's 19, I think 19, he scored the winner. Uh, either side of that winner, uh, Morales had a couple of decent efforts, hit the post and had a good one, a good one saved by any armour. Um, but Origi looks a real player, fast, you know, strong, young, good talent, uh, and maybe, maybe might be the cheaper option. Um, but I'd still have Lukaku. So Belgium on six points uh, and through. Uh, other players who we've been linked at, linked with throughout the week, going on to our transfer rumours now. We always get linked with this fella, uh, Georgi Samaras. Uh, every time he comes up into a, in an international game, we get linked with him. Whether there's any any scope for, for the natural move, I don't think. Uh, and again, going back to punditry, Neil Lennon, who obviously uh, managed him at Celtic, it was completely ripping into him all the time. So you know, if his man, if one of his ex-managers got not no good words to say about him, then I wouldn't go for it. Uh, Twitter rumour of the day, which was something mentioned last week as well, uh, is Zavi, and that's uh, that's one that I would have, of course. Uh, the rumours that won't go away, of course, is Eva Baniga. We've been linked with him again this week, and the Lukaku deal, which, which we're, we're constantly being linked with trying to get some kind of financial deal, uh, package sorted there. Uh, a strange one, we have been linked this week with Victor Moses, I don't know how I feel about that now. He's kind of tarnished in our eyes, isn't he? Funny one, funny with Victor Moses. If you see that Galaxy Samsung advert, you've got um, Messi, Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney. All right, Wayne Rooney's not done well at the World Cup, but he's still a world-class player. And then Victor Moses in there making some kind of slide challenge. So what, I just wonder, was he, did he just turn up on the day because he was someone's mate or something? He thought, oh, we'll have you in. Because his name isn't on it. He's just, he's just in it. Uh, Perisic we've been linked with again this week and another winger, uh, Yannick Balassi and I think both of those would be worth a pop at. Uh, Perisic, really exciting World Cup he's had and Balassi ripped us apart at Goodison last year and also ripped the shite apart so, uh, and really put a dent in their title hope. So yeah, three million, that would be a good go I think. Um, one rumour which won't please Evertonians or maybe it will um, I think most most would be upset if this happened. Is um, Tony Hibbert has been linked with following Alan Irvine out of Goodison Park and down to West Brom? Don't go, Hibbo. Imagine if he came. Imagine if he went and he came back to Goodison and scored. Would we riot? Would you riot? I don't know. It'd be a mad one, wouldn't it? Uh, so, pretty much Everton news of the week wrapped up there. Um, <laughs> one story that we can't escape 
for for the last few days is uh, the absolute legend of just absolute fuck ups really uh, <laughs> everything going well for him player of the year couple of goals in the World Cup to put England out who he's like you know and then what does he do Luis Suarez decides he fancies a bite of Collini in the Uruguay versus Italy game unprovoked at nil nil and the referee doesn't see it Collini's trying to shout the referee over he's got big teeth marks in his shoulder uh, refs have none of it Italy go on to win the game 1-0 uh, sorry Uruguay go on to win the game 1-0 Italy are already down to 10 men so that would have made it uh, 10 men each at 0-0 so I think it was Godin who got the winner who could have been sent could and should have been sent off against England early on um, in that game so wouldn't have even played in this game it's just a mad game isn't it it's just the way these things work out you, you couldn't write it half the time but back to Suarez what an absolute lunatic I was absolutely made up when it happened because it looked like he'd really turned the corner apart from his diving round and his theatrics and all that kind of stuff and his little winding up like that he has been you know he, he's done really well this season like behaviour wise and uh, he's just made up. He just absolutely uh, just flipped. And you could tell when he was going off the pitch of the win, he thought, oh, he was thinking, oh my God, what have I done here? Because they just, you know, got the victory. And um, it was all, all cameras on him. All the pictures coming out on Twitter and Facebook over the last few days. Amazing, all the jaws. Just when you thought it was safe to go back onto the football pitch, Luis Suarez, Nose. Uh, just amazing. And, well, and, and so FIFA came out, said they'd make an announcement, and uh, they've come out with that announcement today. And the, they have hit him with a nine game competitive international ban. So, not including friendlies. So, this should last like quite a while, really. Uh, his World Cup is over. Um, also, a four-month uh, stadium ban. This means that he's not allowed to take part or even enter any any stadium, any football stadium. So, that means he will miss nine games for Liverpool, I think it is, and three Champions League games. So he won't be back in action until October, the end of October. Some people think it's uh, it's harsh. Some people, well, you can guess what side of the defence they, they they are, um, or what side of the park they are, should I say? And some people think it's not harsh enough. He's done it three times. Uh, I just want you know this a four month ban, starting from now. You know two of those at least two of those months or six weeks out of those four months he wouldn't be playing football anyway he wouldn't be going to stadiums anyway so maybe you know that should be put on hold and because you know where's the real punishment in that uh i wonder whether he's allowed to train. he's probably allowed to train i don't i'm not too sure where they stand on that he's also been fined uh, a whopping one hundred thousand swiss francs which equates to about sixty six thousand pounds which is probably what a third of what he takes home each week. So the money side of things isn't really a deterrent. I, I was talking to somebody today actually, and they said that apparently he hasn't, uh, he, you know, he's meant to have this psychiatrist he's meant to see all the time. Uh, and the past 
few weeks he hasn't been able to because it was based uh, it was based in Liverpool. Past few weeks, obviously, he's been at the World Cup and he hasn't been able to see a psychiatrist. So, under why that's maybe that's why he, he snapped again. So, anyway, enough of Luis Suarez. Uh, <laughs> just get in touch with your thoughts on it. Was it enough? Was it not enough? A few, few people said he should have been put down, he should have been banned for life. Full season, two seasons, 24 games. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think he'll leave? I just wonder who's having now. You know, Madrid could possibly uh, take him, take him still because their season starts a little bit later. But whether he, you know, whether he's still a draw, I think I saw something as well today. Adidas have dropped him. I heard something on the radio that America, uh, the American owners, Liverpool, uh, you know, the US, uh, USA is getting really, really big uh, on soccer. With the the way they're performing in the in the World Cup, and it's just the the worst type of publicity that you know for those American owners that it, what, the way you know happened on the world stage, millions and millions of viewers. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's the end of our new uh, news section. That which means no news jingle this week. I'm going to go straight to the social media section. So have a listen to our links. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Yes, so feel free to get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. And also, in case you forgot, we are also on Instagram. So search Not Bitter, Just Better. And we've also got a website, which I haven't started pushing yet, but I will do soon, www notbitterjustbetter.co.uk so go and check that out and let me know what you think and I'll start putting the links out for it on our Facebook and Twitter pages as well um, just hoping to start getting some nice new original content on there anyway on to the, our social media sections I put a few out this week the first one was um, seeing the way Larm plays now he's playing in that kind of holding midfield role and knowing that Roberto um, Martinez wants Bainty to possibly move into that role. Can you see it happening this season? Maybe with Oviedo coming back into left-back position. Um, so we've got a few responses on Facebook. Shay McComiskey. Yeah, it would be brilliant because his shooting is brilliant and he's great at breaking up play. Uh, regular on our Facebook uh, comments. Stuart Tag, Terrible idea. Baines is the best attacking fullback in the league. Uh, Mark France, I don't think PNR will be first choice on the left this season, so it, it could be a good time to move Baines if Roberto wants, Roberto wants to. Just hope it doesn't take away too much of Baines' game. Be great to see Oviedo as a regular, though. Love that lad. We all do. Uh, Barry Morris, I think they would have overlap each other uh, and cover each other, boss. Trevor Allen just says no. <laughs> Gary Joyce if Bobby does try it uh, I was really impressed by Luke Shaw last night wouldn't mind him coming in if we need I don't think we'd be able to afford that 27 million or 30 million he won for him uh, any additional recruits on the left Mika Rich Richards would be another one I'd try Oviedo baby can always move up to left midfield and we, with the European football next season we just might need the extra cover if we keep Hibbo, Seamus and Stones can drag similar cover with each other on the right just need a 20 goal a season forward and we'd be about done Stuart Tag adds on to it. Nah, terrible idea. Won't happen. 
Uh, Wayne Fawcett said this for years. Bale did the same thing, and look at him now. And Mark Bardsley says, "Why not?" So, just going on to that Bale, Bale point, Bale was a lot. Uh, Bale was a lot younger going into that position, um, and I think he was always that proper, more of a marauding left back or played left back by default, really, uh, rather than uh, left back being moved forward. I might be wrong, but you know I, that's the way I kind of remember it. Um, so onto the second question it was who would you realistically like to see replace Stubbs so we've got a couple on the Twitter this time and I, I, I thought in my own personal opinion I'd like to see Lee Carsley and David Weir come back into the club uh, which a few people kind of agreed with that Simon Greenway at Greeny uh, underscore EFC on Twitter. I think Lee Carsley and Peter Reed would be great in the academy, and we've got to replace Alan Irvine as well, of course. Uh, Matty Sale at Matty CRUFC uh, yeah, comes into play as one of our one of our good one of the one of the lads is Matty uh, Peter Reed and Neville Southall. He says, and Lee Carsley has replied to us actually, which I just noticed. Peter Reed, Dream Team. <laughs> well, I didn't notice that one. Um, we've got a few, quite a few on Facebook. Somebody said Big Dunk, but uh, I think Gavin Sutherland. But that would be a little bit of a downgrade for Dunk, I'd imagine. Uh, Michael Kevin Morales Hamilton, Lee Carsley would be awesome. Found that one about Davy Weir or Phil Neville, Paul O'Neill, Hibbo, Chris Williams, Cahill. Oh, if only we could get Tim Cahill in that role, like a player. Uh, coach type role uh, Jamie Howard Hippo Ian Hope promotes Sheedy he deserves a job Cameron Everton McDonald Super League Harsley for youth and Davey Weir for under 21s Luke Shilcock says Moyes um, Trevor Allen says Weir and Philip Neville Dale Anthony Bear Carsley Richard Roberts has got a nice suggestion here with Sander Vesterveld yeah nice Michael O'Sullivan Carsley and Weir John Campbell, Prechy, remember Prechy? Uh, what a ledge. Uh, Mal Redmond, Kale is a must. I don't think he'd take it personally. Uh, Mal, uh, Stuart Tag says Watson, and then he goes on to add Dave or Steve. But uh, Dave, Dave would be the better option, I think, there. I think he is actually co one of the coaches uh, at Newcastle at the moment, so uh, he's doing a job, so maybe he could you know, come back home. Thomas Beach. David Weir and Sheedy's under 21s and bring in Carsley and Peter Reed for the youth team. Uh, I think Sheedy likes his job there, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. We, we might see, he might get that you know option, but I think he likes his jobs with the under 18s. Stephen Bittell says Hibbert. Adam Moorcroft, Hibbert. Uh, Andrea Thompson says the best person. Why does it have to be ex-players? It doesn't have to be ex-players, but uh, it's nice to have these players still part of the club uh, and if you look at the players the ex-players that we keep getting in they keep going on to get management jobs at other clubs so they must be highly rated it's not just the fact that they used to play forever and not getting the, the jobs on uh, by default so it's a you know it's a win-win good coaches and they used to be play for Everton so good uh, move on's worth up if he hasn't got with them then maybe Carsley and Kilban yeah, good option. Kevin Hendricks says Waggy, so Dave Watson as well. 
Johnny Devine, Kale, and Tony Ibbe. <laughs> yeah, what a dream team that would be. Gary Saxon, Rhino or Carsley or both. David Wilson, Phil Neville, James Donnelly, Peter Reed or Lee Carsley, Tony McCarthy, Kale, Kevin Houston, David Weir, Johnny McGlum, Reed and Hibbo or Carsley and Hibbo. And finally, Sean Cole, Weir and Hibbo. Just a lot of shouts for Weir. A lot of shouts for Hibbo, even though his playing career's probably still got a couple of years left. But could could he be eased in? The only problem with that, with that is the youth sides tend to sometimes play on the same day as senior sides. So what would he do if he was picked? So that's a, that's a tricky one there. Our final question of the day was... A simple one, really, which a few people have made uh, more complicated than it was meant to be. Let's have a yes-no poll. Do you like the new kit? And we had well over 250 uh, responses to this. And I've got, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to count them all. I'm just going to try and pick out a few comments, even though it was a yes or no. We did have a few comments here. It was, uh, it was probably, I say, about 90. 95%, no, maybe 90% uh, yes. Uh, comment here. Uh, Simon Griffin, we wear white socks. It's as traditional as the motto on our badge. So, yeah, he doesn't like the black socks. I like the black socks, really. Um, a few. Callum Poynton, yes, it's really nice. Well, straight to the point. And Ray Giblin, it's shit. Paul Hughes says, yep, it's smart. Um, we've got a couple on Twitter as well, actually, which I've just remembered. Uh, some nice ones on Twitter. George Casillas. It's awesome. That dark blue stroke black gives us a more sinister look, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. More, let's get down to business kind of thing. Less gimmicky than the last few years, maybe. Um, somebody, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said, oh yeah, we go with Luke Connor at Luke C692. Love it. Best since I've been alive. So that's high praise, maybe. Kev Fowler at Original Beanbag. Uh, I'm loving it. Ha ha. So like the McDonald's advert. Dean Sandal. Dean underscore 95 underscore Sandal. It just says yes. John Sankey at John Sankey 78. It's stunning. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm agreeing with you. Um, I, you know, the badge. Mark Smith on Facebook says yes, 100%. Graham West said, no, should be blue shirt, white shorts and white socks. Gary Paolo says, F off, don't care. Um, I, I, you know, we have a few of these comments and it, it just it winds me up a little bit. I'm not going to have a go at people who comment on our page. Um, I just want to say something. You know, a lot of people says, say, who cares? And then there's a, you know, there's a, there's a status there with, you know, 250 comments saying yes or no. So to say who cares, well, 250 people care, you know what I mean? So if you, I don't, yeah, I just don't get those comments. They're not, neither here nor there. Still feel free to, you know, to, to kind of trip, chip in with your contributions. But, you know, maybe something, you know, I think somebody else added on to it. What does it matter when we step on, step across that white line onto the football pitch? And, you know, that's, that's quite constructive. But who cares? I don't know. All these people care. There's my answer. Johnny McGlon. Yes, it's class. Real slick and smart looking. At first, you know, I'll go with that. Smart looking. At first, I thought it looked like a training top when I saw the, the leaked pictures. 
but now it really does like look like a really smart kit. Um, I'm just looking for more here now. Stuart Tomlinson, yes, not enough to become a full kit wanker though, but I think it's the best we've had for a while. The controversy last year, as well as the badge, did seem to be those white stripes, which seemed to be tie into the DNA thing. But this EFC fabric thing now, I just think it's a master, you know, it's a master stroke. Um, oh, this was the question I went to before. Uh, so the answer, John Wall, big question here, and bear in mind it's important, will it affect the way we play the game? So, I don't know, will it? But will it affect those who buy it? A few people have put in here, um, one of them, Wendy Donnelly, yes, fabric since 1985. So a few people have added that in, uh, and that's nice. Mike Carroll says no, and then adds Umbro is shite. Uh, Chris Evan Hanman, yes, but not the socks. So loads and loads and loads of yeses. Uh, James Rutter, yeah, it's a belter boss collar, and I like the new badge. It's just a shame it ain't nice. Umbro makes things look a little bit dated. Mike McClafferty says no, white socks only. So yeah, people always pick up on things, don't they? And you can't. Not everything can be perfect. Uh, John, Tom McGeehan. Uh, kit means nothing. It's who plays in it that matters. I suppose that's a good point as well. And hopefully we'll have some signings. Which um, the talk was, I don't know whether I mentioned, just mentioned this in the news, the talk about the delay on, on the kit launch day, which was yesterday. Talk about the delay was we were hoping to uh, unveil the kit with our brand new signing. And that was just pure spe uh, Twitter speculation. So... Um, no, I, I think it was always going to be what it was. I mean, if you look who's in the video, Jags was in there, Barkley was in there. I think this thing was it was planned all along. Um, and I think holding off throughout the day left a little bit of, more of a buzz. Uh, Mark, Mark put out on our Facebook today as well about people complaining about the price. And if you don't like the price being 50 quid, don't just don't play it. Simple as. It's not Everton's fault. And I, I don't think he meant that as some people kind of read it. Some people read it as, well, you know, if, if you can't afford it, then screw you kind of thing. I think he just kind of meant it as, well, that's the price uh, of football shirts these days. Some people like Man United charge like 75 quid. So 50 quid is just the kind of going rate. I suppose it's Everton's fault in a sense that they could charge less, but that's the going rate. We are... The cheapest or second cheapest season ticket price in the league, and we have been for a long time. We are good value for money in that sense. I think we were second in the value for money table, as in wins, and you know, we've been in that kind of position for a long time. So, fifty quid for the shirt. I think last year's shirt was fifty-five, possibly. You know, it kind of is what it is. It's a shame. I, I don't really like paying 50 quid for a shirt. I'm going to try and get some discount on it. Um, but, you know, that, that that's what, what the price is, unfortunately. Uh, some other news coming out about the kit is that it will be available in baby sizes uh, and it will be available in female sizes. So I don't know whether it'll have the chang on, on the... Uh, on the, on the younger sizes, to be honest. I think that's a government thing, not an Everton thing, uh, advertising alcohol, so I don't think to, I don't think there will be on those. So you've got to wait until July 17th to get it, so all those people are saying yes. And uh, like Adam Rogerson, yes, it looks a lot, lot better than the Nike one. Um, Mark McKay, yes, love it. Umbro back with a bang. 
You'd have to wait until July 17th. You always, you always see someone who's got it a few days early and you always wonder where they got it from, whether it's a black one or whether they know someone in the club. You know, like, feel like going over and ripping off the back and having it yourself. But um, we'll, have, we'll all have to, us mere mortals, we'll have to wait until the 17th of July. Um, so, that pretty much wraps up our social media section for the week. And, um, as we've got no preview, no England preview anymore, uh, that pretty much wraps up the show for the week. So, a short one. No banter between Mark, me, me and Mark this week. Um, so, just might, I'm going to leave it there. I'd like to say thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for everyone who subscribes. If you haven't subscribed and have an Apple device, go and check us out on the iTunes uh, podcast store. Just search Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can keep listening on SoundCloud. Just search Not Bitter, Just Better on there. We're also on Stitcher. Again, you know the score. We've also got a YouTube channel, which we occasionally put our new uh, bits up and bobs on there. And when the season starts up again, we will be putting our match previews up on there as well. We're hoping to do some match day stuff that, again this season. It was a bit difficult last season with the setup, but it's something we will be looking to again. And we hopefully we'll have some big news to announce over the coming weeks, which we still can't re- uh, release any of that, but we're hoping to get it out there soon. Um, so anyway, Blues, take care. Catch it all next week. Have a good one. Hope you enjoy the rest of the World Cup. See you later.